Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm here with Tom Vanderford for his weekly segment in this guest-filled episode of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. How you doing, Tom? Doing great. All right. Um, <clears throat> interesting setup with the weather season. We all knew this was going to happen ahead of time, so this should come as no surprise. But you open with Troy, and that's a team that should be good enough to get your attention, but not good enough to beat you. Then is Central Arkansas, and it steps up in competition each week until Kentucky. Um, we're doing this weird quarterback thing with Jackson Dart starts one week, Luke Altmyer starts the other. What do you expect to see from Luke this weekend? I hope that I see uh, good game management, uh, limited turnovers. Uh, that it, It's, it's uh, kind of worrisome. I mean, I, I, want him, I want to see him do better than he did last week. Uh, and that wasn't all his fault. The center had a horrible snap and so on and so forth. But I'd like to see him do a good job of managing the game, of moving the team, of uh, hitting receivers. Uh, I thought last week uh, that Jackson Dart did good, except uh, for when he tried to throw the long ball, he overthrew a lot. Now, mm-hmm. it's also the first game of the season, so – we're kind of spoiled with Matt Corral, but I remember watching Matt Corral when he was the same age as Jackson Dart, overthrowing receivers and throwing picks and so on and so forth. So I wonder if our fan base maybe is just expecting too much out of these two kids. Uh, whichever one wins the job, Altmaier or Dart, they're not going to be Matt Corral. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if it's just – it's even just Matt Corral. If you go back to Bo Wallace and to Chad Kelly and then Jordan Thomas, there's always been a quarterback where it's kind of he's been the dude. He's been right. the guy. And you haven't really had to deal with these growing pains so much because you got Bo Wallace um, as a third-year sophomore. You got Chad Kelly um, out of junior college in Clemson. He, he, he'd seen a little bit. Um, Jordan Tomo, junior college guy. The transfer's coming all in. And – you know, they just had a little bit more experience. It's not very often that you start somebody this young. The last time we did it was Matt Corral. In his first start, he went 9 for 19 for like 95 yards and a loss to Memphis. I mean, people need to realize, I tell them all the time, it's one thing to be talented, it's another to be good. Even if you are talented, you have to work to get to the point where you can be good. Being talented exactly. just means you can be good. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. And, uh, I, you know, one thing that that I really did enjoy from the game, of course I've rewatched it also, is our defense played well and we've got a heck of a running game. Hmm. So that takes a lot of prep. You don't need a Matt Corral, I guess is what I'm saying. You need somebody that can manage a game, throw for 150 yards a game, you know, uh, no, no picks. You know, a touchdown or two here or there, because we have got some horses. And that I, I had heard from second hand from Ashanti, uh, who didn't play a lot this week because he was he was kind of injured. They're kind of holding him out. But I, I heard a lot through the grapevine about what Judkins was, 
and just how big of a shock it was. But they even mentioned it in the game, you know, when, when he went to his first practice and he starts running over seniors, everybody's like, whoa, hey, this guy. But to see him in that game against Troy, he is just a grown man already. Mm-hmm. And I think he just turned 18. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's phenomenal. And Troy's defensively, whenever I say Troy's a mediocre G5 team, which they are, but they have a pretty good defense. They have an All-American over there. They have a elite pass rush over there. They have somebody that's going to break the all-time record for tackles um, mm-hmm. for an NCAA player. There's some good yeah. players on the side, that side of the ball. And if Ole Miss wanted to, and this is the thing that I think Ole Miss fans just don't – maybe they choose not to think about. If Ole Miss wanted to, they could have run for 450, 500 yards, won the game 49-10, to 10, and the quarterback have the exact same stats they have now, and their feeling and everything is fine because that backfield is so good. Right. Well, just like Lane said, you know, he's trying to get trying to get the quarterback some some game experience. Uh, he could have, like you said, they, we could have run on him all day, yeah. and that would have opened up the play action pass more. And but he he. He's going about this methodically. He knows just like we do, and like you've said, that that we have some games, some tune-up games, so to speak. I, I expect Central Arkansas to be a lot less, uh, a lot less good, I guess you could say, on defense than than Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've read, they're uh, a middle of the road you know, team that may win six games and lose six or whatever the case may be. So, and they're in, they're in FCS. So I, I expect uh, a better offensive output. Uh, I, from what I've read, their offense isn't that good. So I expect our, to see a lot of depth and a lot of faces uh, in that game on defense just to get them some game time experience so I, I i look forward to that and then of course the next one uh tulsa gets a little bit harder is it tulsa or georgia, georgia tech? tech next week georgia tech and then tulsa mm-hmm. right so georgia tech kind of had me scared there for a while they were playing clemson tight and then they just uh they gave up the ghost and uh of course clemson ran away with it there at the end but what I saw out of that game, that Georgia Tech game, was that same thing. They don't have much of an offense, but their defense played as hard as they could, which, of course, their head coach is a, a defensive guy anyway. But um, I, my, my hope is that the the staff gets everything ironed out uh, by the Georgia Tech game I, I, and goes with somebody. Yeah, that, that – People ask you, who are you rooting for in this quarterback competition? I was like, I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm rooting for brevity. I want this thing over. This thing should have been over two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and But it hasn't been. Stick around for just a second, Tom. I do want to let everybody know this weekend we are going to do the postcast. We have Tom and we have Derek Vandegrift that are going to come on for the postgame show. It's going to start around 10 o'clock Central, and we're going to break down the game and have fun, and you can participate in the chat. Remember, you have to be a subscriber to the YouTube channel to chat, but you can participate then. 
Um, and also, we, we have some Twitter we're going to hit and um, maybe a voicemail line as well. So, should be a lot of fun there, Tom. I can't wait for this weekend to happen and do all the postcasts. Because postcasts, people don't even realize, these things are fun, man. Even doing them. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, the postcast after the uh, College World Series. I, I feel fortunate that our other two main contributors were at the game, and I got to soak it all up with, with you and the guys and gals that were watching. Yeah, it, it, it was really fun, but we're going to do that for about 45 minutes to an hour or something post-game. And then also, I'll go ahead and drop the news. We have a commitment right now for the Georgia Tech postcast of Stuart Patridge. Stuart Patridge will be, one of, be, will be one of the guest analysts after the Georgia Tech game. So I'm always trying to find former players and all that that can sit in that analyst chair. We're trying to find another analyst or two for that Georgia Tech game as well from former players. So, But right now, Stuart Patridge is confirmed for that. So what what do you think people need to watch for in the Ole Miss game Saturday? Consistency. Consistency on offense, consistency on defense, uh, cleaning up the little things like uh, Eli Acker said on the offensive line. They had some blown uh, assignments during the, the Troy game. Um, the same way with the defense. I I want to see a little bit more of Corey Coleman. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, five, you know, five TFLs is nothing to sneeze at. Oh, no. And he, he's a small guy. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, that would be hard to do in an SEC game, but you never know. He's so daggum fast. But mm-hmm. I really did like seeing him and Tennyson and Young and Tysheem Johnson go up and challenge at the line of scrimmage and just knock people's heads off. I I really like our defense. Yeah, the defense has a chance to be really good. Before we get out of here, what are you, what are you expecting on Saturday? I'm expecting – to be honest with you, I'm expecting to see the same situation we saw uh, last week. I, I think you'll see both quarterbacks. I think Altmaier will start, but I think you'll see both quarterbacks. I think we'll work on our pass game. Uh, I think that our defense should hold them to less than two touchdowns. And I think we'll crank it up on offense. I think we'll win like 49 to 10. Okay. Absolutely. Um, get more on the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen. Everyday host Chris Gordy and his local experts from Locked On take you around the SEC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On SEC your second listen every day. Tom, thank you so very much. I will see you um, Saturday night for the postcast, yes, and it should be a lot of fun, bud. Yes, sir. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.